Hello everyone, my name is Sean and you're very welcome to the third installment of Personal Space Invaders, a podcast with no edits but lots of bullshit. Hey Carol. <laughs> hey Sean. How are you doing? Good. The swear jar is ready. Okay. So, yeah, it's ready for your... Okay, uh, so remind me again, of the... oh yes, the rules of the swear jar, right, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, um, no S words, no F words. Exactly. Okay. No swear words. So, let's get today's installment kicked off. I prepared a few topics and the first one that I would like to discuss is regional TV. <laughs> <laughs> Why does this make you laugh? So you need to be aware, okay? So I, I was brought up in Italy and the TV scene in Italy is quite interesting <laughs> because aside from the state or the nationwide TV channels, you have a plethora of local, small, regional TV channels. And the programs are just amazing to watch. I could watch this type of TV all day. Same in Poland. Oh, same in Poland? Yeah, yeah. Oh, brilliant, okay. Same in Poland. Okay, so um, I guess one of my, my one of my earliest memories of regional TV was these uh, infomercials going on uh, 24-7 with these ladies selling cellulite machines and uh, cellulite pants. <laughs> and I, I just used to scroll through. I mean, used to watch these programs. And then I remember there was this other guy. His name was uh, Chef Tony. And he used to... Uh, this, it, it was an American infomercial, but it was dubbed in Italian. And it was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> so you have this American chef um, selling these knives. They were called the Miracle Blade 3 Perfect Series. And he'd take pineapples, he'd take uh, cans, he'd take tomatoes, he'd take bread. And you know, in you Ameri still You still remember all oh, that? Oh, yeah. Oh, this was... Everybody knew <laughs> Chef Tony. Chef Tony was an institution. Okay. Everybody used to go, you know, in school, you used to say, hey, did you see yesterday's Chef Tony episode and whatnot? Yeah, it was really cool. So you had these series of knives and one was for chopping, one was for cutting bread. Well, just so, just to one. be clear, can I ask a question? Yeah. Um, so Chef Tony had the, had the show or was it an infomercial that was just changing from one? So he had a show, but he also did um, live infomercials. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but these kind of infomercials like you would have in the in the US like uh, oh yeah it, it was a US infomercial it uh, wasn't it, was, it wasn't uh, an Italian one uh, okay okay no no but it was dubbed in Italian <laughs> and that's what made it completely hilarious for me um, so all you guys have to do at home or wherever you are well for our moms really yeah uh, you just type in Chef Tony, uh, Miracle, <laughs> Miracle Blade, and the dude is going to pop up. And it's brilliant. And I, I, I would highly recommend it. I have to see that. Yeah. yeah. But what for, about your experience? Well, <clears throat> so in Poland, there, there is an official regional TV channels. There are official TV, TV channels. Yeah. So the, the public TV has regional offices. And these offices run their own channels, right? And obviously those channels are more or less focused on, on the area and the region. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and they don't knew much of like national news, but really focus on the region. Right. And, and, and these channels are usually quite low budget. Of so, course they are. So, so obviously they're super funny. Nowadays it's, it's, it's less funny because they, they really have the equipment, but obviously it's just one studio and one studio used for every single uh, show that that runs on on the TV. It's amazing how terrible the quality can be in 2019. Yes, that's correct. But <laughs> there is also other regional channels, like more private. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean by private? Private isn't you know some someone wakes up and decides that 
wants to have a TV oh, channel. Okay, okay. A proper TV channel. Okay. And <laughs> obviously, since these are private, um, they based on, on commercials, right? Sure. And my brother used to live in a very small city, um, 30,000 people probably. <laughs> there, was, there was this TV channel that there was just absolutely hilarious it was only three hours a day in mm -hmm. the afternoon mm -hmm. i think it was between five and uh, five and eight yeah <laughs> and there was just basically there was just one guy i think who was the who was the anchor of the news who was the weatherman oh, <laughs> he was also reading all the commercials of course he was <laughs> and the commercials were basically he he went to the street with a camera he you know had a few shots, uh, really short footage, and he was doing voiceover over. Oh my over god! To do the commercial, it was absolutely amazing. This and is brilliant. Every time I went to my brother's, <laughs> and this is two thousand two, I think two thousand two, two thousand eight ish. The these this kind of time frame. <laughs> Every time I went there, I was just waiting whole day. <laughs> just for this channel to be on because it was so amazing man and obviously the the guy behaved like he was a huge star and i saw him a few times in the in this in this little town when he was walking through the main square yeah. and you could see that you know he feels like robert redford oh my god <laughs> like he was walking like a cowboy like a sheriff of the town <laughs> <laughs> thinking that everyone knows him i think it was pretty much true <laughs> but it was just absolutely hilarious i i really love regional channels and actually i have an experience with an italian regional channel okay you do yes. wow okay <laughs> I have one. I have once been um, <clears throat> visiting a friend of mine. It was back in I don't know two thousand and five or six. Mm -hmm. It was in, in very a tiny village next to Bergamo. Yeah. And <laughs> I remember. I don't remember the name of the of the channel, but there was a there was a kind of <laughs> an infomercial that was. A <laughs> This story is too hilarious. Because I'm about to bring a really, really hilarious infomercial up. I, I hope it's not the inhaling guy. No, no. Okay. But it was, it was, it was very local. So there was, um, there was a pause in the show, and in the pause they were showing commercials. Yeah. So those infomercials, yeah. basically, the screen went black. Suddenly, there's a white coffin running around the the screen. What the fuck? <laughs> And you could send an SMS to win a coffin. What the fuck? <laughs> it was a commercial of, oh a, of a funeral home. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose that you got to sell those as well, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. But the, the infomercial, the, the most famous guy for infomercials in Italy is a guy called Baffo. Baffo in Italian means mustache. Okay. So everybody used to call this guy mustache. Okay. okay? He was known as the mustache. He used to have a show and he used to sell anything and everything. And his trademark was, so imagine, okay, just to picture him, mm -hmm. picture Mario from, you know, from the video game, Super Mario. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So short, chubby, stumpy, Italian guy with, with, a, re with a really dark black mustache <laughs> and, and wait for it, picture a 1980s black mullet. Hairstyle, no. No. okay, and he's got these—he's got these shirts, and then he's wearing white pants with gold chains and gold rings, okay, and you know watches. Yeah, I get the style. Yeah, and he's selling everything, and he's known as 
as the best or the, the craziest infomercial guy. And his trademark was, he would sell things like this. You need to buy things like this now. So if you Google him on YouTube, he's called, in English, he's, uh, there's a video of him called Inhaling Guy Cut 2. Okay. I highly recommend it. Anyone who wants to have a laugh, just please Google Inhaling Guy. I hope there is Italy. a YouTube. I hope there is a YouTube video. Ten hours of Inhaling Guy. <laughs> <laughs> there is bound to be a compilation of him somewhere. But was this guy successful? Oh, he was massively successful. Ah, Mas- so he's, he was he's, Instagram of his times, right? Well, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> so this guy made it from regional TV to national TV. Wow. Yeah. Or rather, his infomercials were shown. Across all regional TVs. Okay. He was just famous all over the country. Where was he from? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Well, not more north or south of Italy? Um, I don't know. I can, I can quickly give it a Google now. Okay. Well, I'm, just, I'm just wondering, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, uh, coming, coming back to the coffins that you said that you have to sell those as well. Yeah. In Poland, <laughs> in Poland there was a scandal slash uh, news a few years ago. That uh, there is a guy who runs a kind of yeah, funeral home, let's say. Yeah. And obviously he sells coffins and he organizes all the all the ceremonies. And he started uh, issuing uh, a calendar, a calendar with models <laughs> in, on, under coffins. <laughs> so sorry. So let me get this straight. A calendar with pictures of yeah. types of coffins. Types of coffins and with with models on 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 the in the pictures. So, with, but with models in the coffin or around the uh, coffin? D- uh, around in on in the coffin. Yes, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Were the models closing their eyes in the coffin? No, 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 no. No, it was mm. more. It was more really like a like a like a celebration pictures. So they were smiling. They were <laughs> <laughs> they were hot and you know. <laughs> okay, well, you got to make death sexy, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was it was hilarious. So basically, people people were um, you know some people took it too seriously. <laughs> they were quite mm-hmm. uh, they were feeling quite um, they 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 thought it it was just wrong. But yeah. basically, the the marketing strength and the magnitude that he got across Poland was just amazing. Well, of course. <laughs> but, 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 <laughs> when you're but selling just, something like that. Just to be clear, it's a, it's a very local funeral home. It's nothing in a big city. It's not a chain or something. It's a super local one. It's, it's a really small one. Imagine making a franchise out of funeral homes. <laughs> <laughs> Best funeral homes in the world, but but there there are in Poland there are a few. Really? Yes, yes, of course, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. You know the names. I mean, people know the names wow. of, of them. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. Man, when I die, I want to get myself one of those coffins, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So in the meantime, I've googled uh, the actual name of the guy, and his mm. name was because he's dead now. Nim Buffo. Yeah, Buffo. Mm. Yeah, mustache. Mustache. Yeah. His name was Roberto da Crema. <laughs> <laughs> That's even funnier. Yes, I think it is. Well, when you see his face, it's even funnier as well. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> it's really Mario. Yeah, it's like I said, it's Super Mario. Yeah, it's Super Mario. A Every- few years after, maybe so when he's in his sixties. For everyone who's listening to that, meaning our moms, uh, yes. should Google that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Roberto da Crema, also <laughs> known da- as da- Il Baffo, the mustache, <laughs> or Inhaling Guy on YouTube. <laughs> Beautiful. Right, man. So, shall we move on to your first topic? Yeah, <laughs> I have a, I have a funny one. 
Okay, well, so now you, you've raised the expectations. Oh, sorry. Oh. Shit. Oh, oh, swear jar. Oh. We should have a jingle for a swear jar. I, I think that's not going to be nice to listen to, probably. Well, let's see. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, you know the the importance of motivation in life, in at work, sure, etc. Right? Sure. Yeah, crucial. I was just I was just browsing through some websites recently, and what type of websites? Uh, legal ones. Okay. Let's say unusual for you. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I I found a, an an amazing example of a motivation. It's actually an anti-motivation example. So basically, I found I, I read about a girl who decided to kind of live off the grid, she off the grid of corporate uh, world. So she didn't want, she doesn't want to have a job. She doesn't want to. Um, she she wants pay to, taxes, etc. Yeah, correct, correct. So she wants to be on her own. She does. She she wants to um, grow vegetables and stuff like that, right? So far, nothing, nothing wrong. Yeah. Hmm. So what she did, because she said that money is really tempting, and that uh, work is really tempting because you know you 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 get a career, you get personal satisfaction. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm. So what she did, she tattooed her face not to get a normal job. <laughs> oh, oh, I read this somewhere. Oh, God. That's amazing, isn't yeah. it? I mean, can you imagine? But you... she ended up getting a job. Yeah. No, 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 no. What's her name? I don't remember. I didn't note it down. Okay. Well, isn't that very handy for the podcast? <laughs> I can Google that. Okay. Yeah. Let me Google that real quick. So no. continue your stories. No, there was a story. Oh, that was a story? <laughs> and you said this was a very funny one? Is it, is it not funny? Yeah, but the way you set it up wasn't really funny Okay, at all. would you tattoo your face to get a job? If the job earned me a gazillion million, uh, then yes. And uh, happiness. But if not, no. What's the point? You see, so she tattooed her face and to to gain happiness by not getting a job. <laughs> so okay, she could have just. Oh, I see. So you're saying that she tattooed her face because she couldn't resist the temptation to be on the grid, as in to get a, to have a a job and a career, etc., etc. Yes, that's what she said. Okay. Well, it's a it's a nice reason. No, I'm not sure if it was the main reason, but but yeah. Fair enough. So, yes, it's, uh, what's her name? Let me check. Kaylee Peach. Maybe. Yes. Uh, maybe. Kaylee Peach tattooed her face to avoid landing a normal job. <laughs> <laughs> what a headline. Oops. Well, okay, fair enough. Yeah. So, let's move on to... My second topic. Move on. Move on? Yes. So recently, do. I've been jumping rope a lot. And I mean, a hell of a lot. So mm -hmm. I've been jumping rope more or less six times a week mm -hmm. and 20 minutes per day. So 20 minutes per session, let's say. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel great. I do, feel, you, do you feel like Rocky Balboa? I feel like Rocky Balbald. <laughs> <laughs> I have no hair. Um, bold boy. Bold boy. Yeah, Rocky Bold boy. 
so I've been jumping up and I'm, I've been feeling really, really good. I've been really uh, feeling fit. Um, my mental alertness is has improved. I feel more productive in work. And I just wanted to share just the the benefits of of jumping rope because I've noticed a, a big improvement on my lifestyle in the past three weeks, and okay. it's something that I'm hoping to continue to keep on doing. Mm -hmm. So the main thing is that it's really really cheap. So when you think about it, it's um, you just go out, you maybe twenty bucks or something like that, and yeah. you you get a rope, mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be one of these super fancy ropes. It can be just a regular rope, and you have a piece of equipment that you can take with you anywhere you go. So for my lifestyle, I travel a lot for work, etc. Um, I don't want to. I, I spend lots of my time in work as well, so I don't want to go to the gym maybe because that's going to take extra time, etc. Mm -hmm. So I can simply go back home change real quick go outside and even on my on my doorstep i can just do 20 minutes of jump rope really really easy so really you, inexpensive so you usually do it outside i usually do it outside yes mm -hmm. absolutely um, unless i want to get killed by my neighbors exactly <laughs> that, that would be my question yes <laughs> i already have those in my mind um so you do it outside yes okay if you don't want to get wet and if it's raining you, you can't do it but um you know unless you're living i don't know in ireland i suppose where it's raining all the time um i think you should be okay Mm -hmm. But even so, I've actually Googled this. You can get these jump rope mats and they're six inches thick. And so they should be able to absorb... Six inches? 15 centimeters? No, sorry. Not, no, no. <laughs> That's a mistake. They're six millimeters thick. Sorry, uh, okay, my bad. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so it's, it's, a bit of a, it's a bit of like a, the mats that I have under the elliptical, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, mm. exactly. So they're meant to absorb anyway mm. the the impact. And um, mm -hmm. but anyway, so if you want to do it indoors, I suppose you could do it that way. Mm -hmm. The second thing that I I think is really really cool about jumping rope is that it, it improves your coordination, and it improves your coordination. And um, at the same time, it improves <laughs> the way that you that your brain is wired. So when you're mm -hmm. trying to make a, a, a connection between mind and muscle, okay, when you, when, I don't know, you, we're all, majority of us are right-handed, okay? So mm -hmm. imagine yourself writing, picking up a pen and writing with your left hand right now. You exert your brain a lot more when you're trying to write with your left hand sure. because you, you don't, don't have, have the that, muscle memory, you don't have Exactly, the you don't have that neuromuscular mm -hmm. connection. Mm -hmm. So this is something that jump rope actually improves and mm -hmm. it, it kind of makes your brain let's say more flexible in a sense so when you start jump rope because it's a it's an, a full body workout you mm -hmm. have the torque of the rope that you need to manage um, you need to have rhythm not only with your feet and with your hands and with your arms you need to keep your um, torso straight your neck straight you need to time your jumps and all of these factors combined make it not only a body workout but also a mind workout because you have to really concentrate on what you're doing mm -hmm. at least when you're pick, picking up new tricks and new skills so i think that this is really really cool because uh, as i said it just makes you more flexible to new things and to learning new things another benefit that i noticed what if someone doesn't have the coordination you know sometimes people don't don't have that is it something that they well, can do unless, as well? Unless you are 
stupid. So I, I think <laughs> the definition of stupid is that you don't learn from your mistakes, that you you physically cannot learn. Mm-hmm. Then I think that it's it's doable for anyone as long as you give it a try. Okay. And what you're saying is that you don't necessarily have to be very fit to start. No, no, absolutely not. So people of all ages and sizes mm-hmm. pick up a jump rope and they, they start somewhere. Mm-hmm. So it's really um, a journey that anyone can initiate. Mm-hmm. And the, the beauty of jump rope is that you go at your own pace. So I can go out tomorrow and I can decide the intensity of my workout. So I can decide, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it lightly or I'm going to uh, do a heavy session. And in the in the in a split second, you you can decide if you want to raise up your your heart rate or not. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool from that point of view as well. And before finishing on this topic, um, I just wanted to add one last thing, which is this thing called um, EPOC. And I forget what it stands for. I can Google it really quickly now. But essentially what this EPOC is... Just explain it. Okay, It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. So it's excess post-exercise oxygen consumption. All right? And this is what you get from hit workouts or high-intensity interval or mm-hmm. high-interval intensity workouts. Mm-hmm. And the jump rope is a tool that allows you to actually do that on the go wherever you are. And the, the beauty of it is that it's any time that you do jump rope, you are effectively doing a, a hit workout, which is fun. It's fun. It's not like, oh my God, I have to do push-ups or burpees or stuff like that. It's actually fun. And I think that that changes... Um, or that has changed for me the view on hit workouts, which I never really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And you get this thing called Epoch, as I said. And what that does is, let's say you do a 15-minute workout. Mm-hmm. It increases your oxygen consumption uh, throughout the day because your body is trying to get back to that state of homeostasis so the, the natural state it's trying to reduce its temperature again and the more you need to consume more oxygen for the body to repair itself mm-hmm. and that's the great thing about jump rope and i'm sorry but i'm super excited about jump rope but that's that's the end of it anyway mm, that's interesting i actually do have a jump rope which is gathering dust somewhere <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I might try. I think but you should. You said it's fifteen minutes, right? Yeah, fifteen how, twenty minutes. How does it correspond to the to the thing that all the the personal trainers say that you need to do at least a thirty minutes of sport for your body to start really um, working on you know? Okay, so really start working. Burning fat, burning and, fat. and everything. Um. Well. I think if you run, just put it this way, let's say you run a, um, a five-minute kilometer, mm-hmm. okay, and then you run f- uh, 10 sprints in five minutes, mm-hmm. which one do you think has burnt more calories? Good question. And it's also, it, it's you, you need to take into account that it it really depends on the type of exercise because if you're doing I, don't know, I would say the 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 con- the consistent training of 5 minutes so that so okay so you can have 
you can have a, a workout that doesn't exert your body, like maybe a five-minute five uh, run. I mean, it depends on the condition of the person, right? Mm -hmm. But the point is that you need to be intense and short in your workouts. I mean, you don't need to, but you, get the, you reap the most benefits from those. If I want to be an endurance athlete, then it's a completely different uh, story. Mm -hmm. But if I'm working... <clears throat> And if I have a family and I'm, let's say I also want to, you know, have a hobby and stuff like that. For me, this, you know, 20, 30 minutes maximum uh, workout lifestyle suits me or fits me down to a T mm -hmm. because I don't have to go out and run 10K to be fit. I just do those 15 minutes. I do it all out. I'm exhausted by the end of it. And then I reap the benefits throughout the day thanks to this epoxing. So this okay. post-exercise uh, oxygen consumption. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. The, but this um, post-exercise oxygen Ex consumption. Excess post-exercise oxygen consumption. Well, why excess? What does it mean? that? It because, because okay, so you're, that right now we're in a state of homeostasis. So our body is, is happy where it is right now. It's at the temperature that it's meant to be. We're in resting phase. Mm -hmm. Okay? After you do one of these workouts... Mm -hmm your body is working really hard to bring itself back into this state that we are in now. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, right. So you're consuming excess oxygen mm -hmm. because your body needs to repair itself because you've done a very strenuous exercise. And so your body straight after you finish is trying to repair itself, repair. So you can compare, you can compare it to air conditioning in on a very hot day. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. But you, you do, you do breathe more. Mm -hmm. As in, or you do try to, your body tries to get more oxygen after a workout to mm -hmm. repair muscles. But this relates to any high intensity, any high, high intensity, any high intensity workout. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's really interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. It's really cool. And high intensity workouts are great because they're more often than, than not, they are both aerobic and uh, anaerobic. Mm -hmm. And um, they it's basically there are two different different pathways for our muscles to burn energy or to to get this atp so it, one of them is anaerobic and the other one is aerobic aerobic mm -hmm. is obviously with more um, with your body exercising in more presence of oxygen yeah and the other one is uh, your body exercising in less presence of oxygen i'm nodding my head but i have no clue what you're talking about <laughs> okay. <I'm serious. laughs> well we can we can do a session maybe next time okay yeah but uh yeah Pod podcast while jumping rope podcast while jumping rope for sure <laughs> but jump rope no i highly recommend it it's uh Welcome. it's super cool <laughs> do the <laughs> i think that counts like a swear jar ah shit okay oh, oh no oh amazing you're on wow. a roll today wow 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 okay All right. So sorry for not having such a such a deep topic as the next one, <laughs> but, yeah. but I, I actually um, I actually came across a really interesting video on YouTube, which I like. Revenge porn. <laughs> no, okay. um, which actually struck me because I I thought the the exact opposite what the video said, but it proved it scientifically. So <laughs> it's not a deep topic. So yeah. Yeah, anyway. So, Get on with it, man. so basically the topic is escalators. Yes. Escalators, right? Yes. What do you do what do you usually do on an escalator? You get on and you stand to the right. And why do you stand on the right? Because if you're 
Okay, yeah. I guess if you've been to London or if you've been to different places, bigger cities, mm -hmm. you realize that there's a actual escalator culture, especially in London. Mm -hmm. So people always stand so to the what, right so and people overtaking are on the left. Exactly. And actually, there yeah. has been a scientific research. Okay. Right? Okay. And it turns out that the standing on both sides of the escalator, not moving... Uh, increases the throughput of the of the escalator by thirty percent. Increases the what? The the throughput. The the how many people can go through. Oh, okay. So hold on a second. So basically, what it what it says is that if you have two escalators, on yeah. one escalator, yeah. people are standing on the right and walking on the left side. Yes. And on the other escalator, as people walk walk towards the the escalator they just stand on the right and the other stands on the left one, the one, one step below okay yeah right yeah the the number of people on the on on the on the one where on the people one when, when people stand yeah will be 30 percent higher than the ones that uh that then where people stand and walk at the same time. Okay, so what you're trying to say is that escalator A, one person stands on the right, mm -hmm. one person stands on the left, mm -hmm. and they alternate. Okay, so it's right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, Correct. all the way up the escalator. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so you're saying that that is presents a 30% increase compared to mm -hmm. an escalator, let's say in London in the, on the tube. Correct. Uh, where people just stand on the right and they have exactly. other people walking on the left. Okay, exactly. that's very interesting. And uh, the reason behind is that when you walk on the escalator, you don't walk right after or in front of each other. You have a more distance. Yeah. And basically this distance <coughs> is is the main reason for the lost 30% of um, of people who, who might have used the, the escalator. The other thing is, the other thing is that... <coughs> This escalator culture, as you described in London or in any bigger city, actually um, causes many more malfunctions of the escalators because the escalators are out of balance. Ah. And they, they actually break more often. But would um, manufacturers not make adjustments on the weight i suppose for well, ones that are in london etc well they try but you know if you have 30 40 50 people standing on one side yeah it's a few tons of more, yeah, um, yeah. of of weight so they actually break down more wow yeah that's really interesting yeah I've, I've, i actually thought the exact opposite that whenever you walk you, you actually use the the escalator more efficiently but no okay absolutely not okay well, good to know. Next yeah. time, I will make sure I alternate. If I yeah, if I'm not in London, because if I'm in London and I <laughs> do that, I get shot. Be shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> so, <clears throat> moving on to a completely different topic, hmm. you were mentioning today that you uh, had bought flags from <laughs> South America, Argentina, <laughs> Uruguay, wherever. Correct. And speaking of Uruguay, mm -hmm. as you know, a few years back they launched this, um, they legalized Mar um, marijuana. I didn't know. You didn't know? No. Oh, okay. Well, they legalized it and uh, now they are reaping the benefits, essentially. So 
But I just they, wanted... they legalize they they stopped <clears throat> to penalize or they legalized completely or no they legalized completely and now pharmacies are selling it and you have people mm. queuing outside pharmacies. So what they've done is they've basically decimated the drug trafficking for marijuana, mm-hmm. and um, and the state owns. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the state can can tax obviously on on the sale of yeah of course of weed. Mm. So I think this is a really cool move, and I just wanted to see what your thoughts on on this were. If you would legalize weed, and if if yes, if no, what are the reasons behind it? Um, <clears throat> you know, I I've always thought that uh, legalizing drugs has major risks. And I, I was never really convinced that this should happen. But then I read a book by Richard Branson, who is actually a very strong activist in the Global Commission on Drug Policy. And they are making research and they actually made a few countries make their mind about the, the legalization of certain drugs. And it turns out that in Europe, we have countries like Portugal mm-hmm. or Norway. Yeah where the money that the state used to spend to penalize the the drug usage and to try and you know go after the drug dealers and and the drug users they instead put it on education and in a very short period of time in one two years the the drug consumption got reduced by far i don't remember the numbers exactly okay so what when you say they put it on education what do you mean they set up specific awareness programs in schools or they set up um specific awareness um programs at school on the tvs like commercials um information programs meetings you know all the stuff that you actually have no clue about because what do people know about drugs actually mm-hmm. yeah i they, mean it's nothing really. you don't not, know anything about their effects yeah not a lot so instead of instead of penalizing they put the same money on on educating and in a super short time span it's it's actually wow benefited wow that's great yeah it's it's really amazing so after i've read that because it's it's hard data it's it's a proof I'm absolutely for legalizing soft soft drugs, and obviously there's a. You, you can discuss what is a soft drug, what isn't. Is uh, is amphetamine a soft drug or not? Is is marijuana a soft drug or not? But I really get the argument of many people saying that, for instance, uh, in in majority of the countries in Europe, there is a much worse drug that is completely legal, which is alcohol. Absolutely, or cigarettes. Or cigarettes, but but alcohol actually kills more people. Does it really? Mm-hmm. It kills more people than cancer caused by cigarettes. Yes. Wow. Okay. So you know, if you have if you have a, a drug, because let's call alcohol a drug. It is. I mean, it, it is a drug. It, it does addict people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So maybe maybe the effects are not as uh, as not as quick as with with other drugs, but. But it does addict people, and um, you know, it's it's really devastating to see many countries uh, having this problem. Yeah. In Poland, it was a huge problem. It's it's a bit of a less problem now. Yeah. Mainly because the con- alcohol consumption got diversified, so people do not drink that much of really strong alcohols mm-hmm. like vodka or 
mainly vodka it was in the past so you have the wines the beers exactly. the ciders yes correct okay. correct and people drink more whiskey but in a way that they actually um, they're not binge drinking they're it, it's yeah. for enjoyment yes exactly okay exactly okay but if you look at, at countries like I don't know if you've been if if you've ever been to Sweden or Norway or any nope. Scandinavian countries, nope. but you know, I, the last time I've been there, it was yeah it was quite a few years ago. But still, um, the lack of possibility of buying alcohol after a certain time of the of the day. Um, for a Polish guy coming from a, from you know from a town in which you have twenty four seven liquor stores uh, every corner was quite eye opening okay. because it 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 basically meant that someone admitted that there is a problem. Okay. And the, uh, I think this is this is a big thing. Obviously, yeah. you can you can you can connect that the the more the less sun you have and the less possibilities of of doing outdoors activities you have yes the more, the more you're keen on getting addicted to to things like alcohol mm. and that's basically why norway and sweden had this problem in in many cases but um, but i think it's it relate it can be relatable to any country yeah i mean having lived in ireland for you know nearly 10 years just short of 10 years mm-hmm. i can tell you that um in you know in college i i drank an awful lot i partied an awful lot as is natural maybe to to party in college but i can tell you that the culture is uh you know completely focused on drink yeah and, but, you, but can, this you, is you re- can actually see that even even when you go to london i've as you know i've been there for a weekend two or three weeks ago and uh, you can see the, the the pubs are full of people just coming back from work yeah and having a pint or two yeah it's the only place where you can socialize in public mm. um because the weather makes it such that there is no there are no you know big squares where people mm-hmm. can sit on a bench i mean london already has uh, a lot more squares than maybe dublin would have for example mm-hmm. um if you look at dublin and in ireland it's a place where you know it rains 90% of the time and uh, it's only natural that people meet um in in a closed space yeah and so uh pubs became obviously the go-to place for socialization and i don't see anything wrong with that but i do believe that it's just been taken to a very extreme excess in um in many occasions and many people don't realize that going to the pub every evening after work you know is is just it's a problem actually yeah it becomes a problem with time i think yeah um Irish people are I, mean, I don't want to generalize but I know that there are many Irish people because I've seen them with with my own eyes mm-hmm. <clears throat> that think that the only way possible to socialize is by going out and having a drink. So oh, but the same in Poland. It's, the same in Poland. Yeah, yeah, exactly the same. Yeah. I mean in Italy you go out and you you go out for dinner with your friends and you'll have the wine and whatnot and you'll still end up drinking. Mm-hmm. But it's in a completely different environment. It's um, completely different quantities, mm-hmm. and um, I think the drink is not the focus of the socialization. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Italy, let's say, or Spain, or wherever, people sit down, have a meal, and a drink. Mm-hmm. In Ireland, it's more 
Okay, I'm gonna at least the the culture is slowly changing, but mm -hmm. the majority of people would say that yeah, I have a meal at home and then I just go to the pub purely for drink. Yeah. So, do I understand correctly that what you're saying is that in Italy, if if you decided to not to drink alcohol, yeah, you could still socialize because uh, people oh, totally go normal. people go out and it's, yeah, it's, it's okay. Totally normal. Whereas in Dublin, it would be more difficult. In Dublin, you can feel peer pressure from your mm. uh, you know from your friends. Ah, come on, ah, go on, ah, have a drink. <laughs> ah, come on, ah, go on. But honestly, from my Dublin experience, I can imagine that actually being a non-drinker is oh, it's quite difficult it's quite difficult because you don't you don't understand at all what's happening around you. <laughs> yeah i mean it's from that perspective also but i think it's if you especially growing up if you're a teen a teenager and uh let's say if you don't want to drink but you see all your friends drinking and mm -hmm. it's such a big deal because it's kind of like popping your cherry you know when yeah. you're a kid and especially in, in dublin and in ireland you're kind of ostracized yeah but to be honest just trying not to demonize the, the the whole topic i think the the beer culture the wine culture the whiskey culture are are absolutely amazing they're just beautiful yeah i agree uh, i enjoy beer i enjoy <coughs> wine i enjoy and, whiskey yeah and and i i think it's just difficult to 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 try and find the balance no yeah but i mean it's happens every night that people get uh, you know yeah, absolutely completely pissed, smashed yeah. completely smashed yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's just not a I, I mean I don't I don't mean to tell people how they should live their lives mm. but at the same time if we're talking objectively I don't think it's it's necessarily a good thing I think it's a it's yeah. a massive problem in Ireland many people suffer from alcoholism yeah and uh, I, I stopped I have to say I stopped massive drinking when I was 22 and I remember Uh, a day, basically a, hang a hangover that I had, which I I really begged to to die. <laughs> you begged to die. I really begged to die. It was wow. so it was so bad, and my massive drinking stopped on, uh, exactly on, on day. this day. Yeah, It's, it doesn't mean I haven't drank drank uh, drank alcohol yeah. since then. That's not true, but mm -hmm. for sure, really massive drinking because of let's say the state of my my body. Mm -hmm. Uh, just stopped completely, yeah. and it was it was an alarm that uh, could not be ignored. Yeah. Whereas you know, I, I also have a cousin of mine who is exactly my age, mm -hmm. and uh, he never stopped. Mm. And phew, I wouldn't I wouldn't like to have his life. Yeah. You know it's a yeah. It eliminates in Ireland what what alcohol does and what, or what it's used for is to eliminate inhibitions. So people are slightly awkward, especially in a in a in a guy girl situation or a guy guy or girl girl whatever it is. Yeah. But when it comes to these private or let's say intimate interactions, mm -hmm. at least at the start, um, you know, people just get smashed just to kind of let go, let loose, because otherwise they just wouldn't be able to do it. Uh, they wouldn't be able to to interact and. Uh, Uh, you, you know, let's say you go out at, on, on a day with a girl. At least that's what they think. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and listen, I'm 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 not talking um, for everyone. Once again, I'm 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 not generalizing. But I'm just saying that from my experience, a lot of people use it in that way. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's sad because you know you don't need to get absolutely smashed to get to know a person. That's one thing. And on the other hand, sex quality after <laughs> alcohol is just uh, yeah. nothing in comparison. I think. Yeah. Yeah. You agree? Yeah, yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, I've already mentioned that I've been to London. And it was just after, actually, I went there on the day of the attack in Christchurch in New Zealand. Ah. And uh, there was, I think it was, yes, on, on Friday, the, the attack was on Friday. And on Saturday, um, in London, there's this place called Wellington Arch. Yeah. Right. And Wellington, New Zealand, people gathered there to 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 demonstrate against racism and, uh, you know, stuff like that, which was great. It was really great to see. I was we were stuck on the on the on the upper level of a, of a double decker uh, in traffic and actually looking at the the huge sea of people um walking towards the Wellington arch all wearing like pink uh t-shirts with uh, with some some slogans on that with yep. with a lot of signs and it was thousands of people really thousands of people wow. there were there were trucks with DJs uh, it was kind of a party but with a strong message and so something really struck me there because you know obviously i am against racism obviously i'm i'm against discriminating people for whatever reason and i actually read the definition of racism unless they put pineapple on pizza or ketchup <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. i read the definition yeah. the definition of of racism yeah. and the definition is that it's a prejudice discrimination or antagonism directed against someone of a different race prejudice based antagonism. prejudice okay sorry yeah. no no yeah uh, against someone of a different race based on the belief that one's own race is superior okay okay it's easy so basically if you if you're a caucasian guy and there is an afro-american guy i don't want to mention other names but okay uh, if you think that caucasian race is better than the the afro-american race mm -hmm. uh, this means that you're a racist right and if you discriminate based on this belief right right yeah but what about jokes I, you know, okay. I asked myself this question. Am I a freaking racist? Because I really like, I really like, as you know, yeah. I really like, like these kind of jokes on the, on, on, on the edge of, you know, being already in, uh, inappropriate. So, okay. So, um, in, when but I studied, you, you, when I studied law, but you know what I mean, yeah. Right? When I yeah. studied law, there was this principle, right? Mm -hmm. um, so if you discriminate equally, you're not discriminating. So if I discriminate against A, B, C, and D, and yes, but I just I just discriminate across the board. It's as if I'm not I'm not putting one on top of the other. Yeah, sure, but you can always put things out of context. Okay, but let me let me tie this in now. Mm -hmm. So take a guy. I don't know if you ever heard of a guy called Don Rickles. No, I don't think so. Don Rickles was, you know, in America and even across the world in, you know, between the, the 1960s and, and up to the 2000s. He only died quite recently, actually, at the age of 90-something. Mm -hmm. He's my favorite uh, comedian, by the way. Okay. He, he was infamous, or he was called a, the Merchant of Venom because he would rip everyone to shreds. Okay. So his comedy was just offensive. But he did it to an extent where he 
he was Jewish, so he made he made he made uh, jokes about the Jews. He made jokes about um, uh, black people. He made jokes about Chinese people. He but, made. But this was this was what comedy was about in the early eighties, right? You remember the Delirious by Eddie Murphy? Yeah, it was yeah, of extremely yeah, yeah, offensive of against everyone. Of course, of course, homosexual, black, but, yeah, white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, again, you know, sexual orientation, religion mm -hmm. as well. So, I think that. Unless you're, unless you're in, in inciting violence or uh, unless you're instigating this type of um, crazy concept that one race or one religion or one sex orientation is superior to, to another, mm -hmm. I, I think that unless th unless that is there, it's fine. So Don Rickles used to discriminate against everyone. So he he in an audience he used to pick out an Asian guy, an African guy, a European guy. Uh, and he just used to rip them to, to shreds. Mm -hmm. And then he'd say, you know, I'm Jewish. My, my wife is signaling ships with her jewels on her hand. <laughs> you know? So he was making fun of the fact that everybody thinks that Jew, Jews are money, uh, money grabbers, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, he'd, he was big, big friends with uh, guys like Nipsey Russell. And uh, he used to, you know, they, they used to have these Dean Martin roasts in the 70s. And mm -hmm. he used to kiss Nipsey on the lips and then turn around to the audience and say, is there black on my lips? <laughs> you know, uh, he used to turn around to all the Italian, to the Italian guys. And he used to always make jokes about the mafia and uh, et cetera, et cetera. So all the Italians automatically, they were, you know, automatically they're all wise guys talking like this. <laughs> so he just picked different things about everyone mm -hmm. and uh, he exaggerated them and he made them fun and I think that the key here is if you understand the spirit in which they are said yeah but the, the, I think that's the problem no that's the difficulty well, yeah it is a difficulty because but comedy is not for everyone so no, everyone has a different sense of sure, humor sure but I think there's a difference between a guy on a, on stage mm -hmm. that you, you you can understand that Majority of what is he's saying probably yeah. is just an act. Yeah, it's a performance, of course, right? Of But what about the the re real life examples? How do you make sure that other people don't take things that you are saying and you're j only joking? There is no bad intention. <laughs> you will never discriminate. How do you make sure that they you are not offended? You can't make all the world happy. No, of course not. No, but that's what I'm saying. So I'm saying that you you need to be yourself. Mm. You have a certain type of sense of humor and you need to be smart, smart enough not to make a discriminatory remark, whether it's for sex, religion, race or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, even if it's in good spirit, let's say in work in front of your boss, unless you know that your yeah. boss is, is kind of has the same type of or your colleague. It doesn't matter if it's a boss or colleague or whoever, mm -hmm. unless they have the same sense of humor, unless you, you know them. Mm -hmm. If you say to a stranger, the context is is completely different. And so if you sure. walk up to a stranger and you're not a, a stand up comedian, nobody's prepared to hear the, what was about to come out of your mouth. Yeah then of course you're going to cause offense because you're going to seem like a, a raging uh, you know racist or whatever but if you're standing up on a stage and everyone is kind of expecting a bit of um you know they're expecting these derogatory remarks and whatnot said in a in a in a different type of spirit then i think that's fine I think mm -hmm. that you won't run the risk majority of the time of offending anyone and coming across as a person who discriminates yeah yeah, I, I full I fully agree. I just questioned I just questioned myself, you know, that uh 
You say, how do you make, your initial question was, how do you make sure you don't offend? And Correct. I think context is number one. Make sure that you're saying it in a, an appropriate context where everybody is relaxed. And, and yeah, uh, yeah, but we are humans. It's not, it's not always that you can judge if the context is, is appropriate. Yeah. And people might have different <clears throat> experience, different histories. Yeah. But anyway, I just wanted to say that these kind of jokes, like Eddie Murphy, probably Don Rickles, as, as you say, yes, what, what you said, I found really mm -hmm. funny. Yeah. I'm... Uh, it, it always makes me laugh, mm -hmm. and I was just—I was just thinking if you know if if partially this might not be a problem. Yeah. That that okay. It makes me laugh, but some other people might find it offend offensive. Yeah. And might feel offended. For instance, there is a lot of in in Polish language. There is a lot of um, nuances around Jewish people. Okay. Basically, Jewish people are considered to be very cheap or saving a lot of money. Okay. And Which is not the same as being cheap, actually. No, be being cheap as in not... Not spending not money spending to save. Correct, okay. correct. And, um, and also to be, to be in possession of a lot of money or in possession of a lot of power, right? Right. And there is a lot of Polish sayings mm -hmm. like... Uh, <clears throat> If you want to say that someone was cheap about something, you yeah. can say someone was a Jew about something, right? Yeah. And you know these kind of nuances. It's the same. It's the same in uh, in some parts of Italy as well. I and think. these kind of nuances, I think, that are kind of engraved in the language to some extent. Um, yeah. th these are really problematic for me. Yeah, well, they are problematic for me as well because in Italy, I you know, I hear them being used as well. Mm -hmm. And um, I think in English as well, sometimes in some places. And uh, that is racism. It is. Because it's not said in a... So, as I said, Don Rickles, right? He was Jewish. And he was saying, oh, my wife is signaling ships with her jewels and whatnot. <laughs> okay. That's funny. Yeah, it and is. He, okay, he's Jewish. But even if... So, it, it kind of... He's allowed to say it. It's, mm. it's, like, uh, it's like, you know, African-American uh, artists... Uh, using the n-word for to yeah. call themselves mm -hmm. they're allowed to do it that's fine um but i i think that and i forgot where i was going with this but um <laughs> no but but listen i think that but there's always this question if they if they're able to if they're allowed to use the n-word why am i not <laughs> well because because they it's not my it's not my question but i hear it very often yeah yeah I don't know. Why, why am I laughing about Polish people and I make jokes about Polish people stealing cars from Germans? <laughs> and and it's funny, but if, yeah. someone, if, if someone, if a German says to you. tells a joke about the Polish guy yeah. stealing cars, it's not funny anymore. I guess it's pointing fingers. So it's it's if I yeah. point a finger at myself, it's okay. But if you point a finger at me, then I'm like, uh, you know, it depends yeah. how open you are, mm. I guess. I, but in general, I think it's a very important topic and I think it's underestimated mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because a lot of things are taken for granted and um, I don't think that we think too much about such simple things as, as language used. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
and I can hear it. Uh, I can hear it everywhere. It's everywhere is the same. Every, every nation has their own strange things in in language that they yeah. that they say, and suddenly you don't understand what it means because mm-hmm. it it sounds offensive, but it's actually just engraved in the language, and that's how it is. People just use it as a regular expression. Yeah, but nonetheless, anyway, you know, both myself and yourself are obviously against any type of yeah, discrimination, no, a- racism, and whatnot. And of I course. think. I think that uh, at least I make sure to, if if I hear any of my friends making any derogatory remarks, even in a joking way, you know, I I always distance myself and uh, try to, I know it sounds patronizing, but just try to educate because it's it's not cool. Mm. Yeah, it is definitely not cool, especially to do it in public. Yeah, because it's a big problem because when you look at, you know, white supremacists in America, I mean, it's just, it's the, the most recent example. And there, mm-hmm. there are plenty in Europe. I'm not just picking America just for any reason, but I'm just thinking of Charlottesville, which is the most recent incident yeah. of, uh, that comes to mind. If, if we as normal citizens do not call each other out on the use of derogatory language that discriminates and spreads hate and and violence yeah then we are um complicit in the uh, in allowing these bad thoughts and, yeah. uh, and and this um this uh, violent culture to spread mm-hmm. so i really think it's important just to uh, make sure that these things are not normalized mm-hmm. and that uh, there there's always someone to say actually no that's not normal that's not cool um, et cetera, et cetera. Because the minute that you stay quiet is is really the, the minute where you're consenting to the use of that. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, that leads me to another thing because we were saying about discrimination and stuff. <laughs> and I, was, I was a bit shocked this year because so 8th of March is International Women's Day, right? Correct. Yeah. And in Poland, it's uh, it's it, it, it's always been, and it is a huge day, a really big holiday. It's not a public holiday, so people people are not off work and school, but it's a really important day. But I don't know, I don't know why, but this year especially, I've seen many people reacting to to the International Women's Day in a very weird way, in the sense that I've seen, for instance, on LinkedIn people explaining themselves that they congratulated women on International Women's Day because they thought that they need to explain that they actually mean something good and it's not discrimination. And I've seen women saying, I don't care about International Women's Day because it should be every day and... uh, and uh, you're just showing that men are more powerful than women. And I was like, what the actual hell? Yeah, Seriously. I, is, is there a man day? <laughs> I think there is, yeah. There is. There is. Well, I know there's, it's not, there's Father's it's, Day. It's not as important. There's Mother's Day. Yeah. And then there's Women's Day. It's not as important, probably, as Women's Day. And I actually don't remember when it mm-hmm. is. There, In high school, there has always been the Boys' Day. Okay. <laughs> it was, which was 30th of September in, in, in Poland. Yeah. But uh, Men's Day was never celebrated. Okay. I don't know. I think... I first of all, I'm not a woman, so I can't I can't really say. But my 
Uh, I, I keep on forgetting. About you it. keep on forgetting about that, right? <laughs> Is it? I don't know if it's the beard or what that's throwing you off. Yeah. But I I think the following. It really depends on your subjective opinion. Mm-hmm. So there is different types of feminists out there and some uh, might say that no women's day is um, is really derogatory because by having a women's day and by not having like an international men's day which I think that there is anyway but by having women's day or in the spirit in which it was created it really means that you're trying to give something to one side of uh, the of humankind that doesn't have as many rights or it doesn't have as much power, etc., mm-hmm. etc. So it'd be, it could be viewed in that way. And the other way, it could be viewed as, hey, this is great. We're actually celebrating um, women, and we're we're I don't know, we're just celebrating our sex, and it's it's great because uh, women should be celebrated every single day of the year. Mm-hmm. I, this I agree, but yeah. I also think that you know these kind of days, and especially International Women's Day, mm-hmm. I've seen so many great examples of, let's say, for instance, companies gathering all women to have a to have a nice day to 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 talk about the current problems that they face at work, for instance, in yeah. an, in an open way. Yeah, and I think it's also a great opportunity to actually. To, to ring a bell, to ring an alarm right, about right. The, the, the current the problem. Problems. that there is. Yeah. For instance, there is a lot of... Um, misogyny? There, sexism? There is a lot of misogyny and sexism, of course, but the, we, we talk a lot about um, salary gaps, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's just an amazing opportunity to, to have a day like that, to use it, at least for that, to, to shout as, as loud as possible. Yeah, I agree. Because uh, I, f- I fully agree that the salary gap is completely completely stupid, and I don't understand why, why it's... I mean, I understand why it's there, but I do not agree with that. Why, why, when you say you understand why it's there, what do you mean? Because historically speaking, women were the ones to stay at home and were not as, you know, they, they couldn't get education and they were not as... Uh, as treated as much so you're saying that it's it's just there because of uh, historical reasons or just because the way that the world has gone around up until now so just the way that the world has worked no, I I'm think, just trying I, to, to I think a mixture of both okay. yeah I think okay. I think is that okay. and I think it's definitely changing but yeah. obviously it, it might not be changing as fast as people yeah. would like that to, to change And uh, but I'm super happy about uh, examples like Iceland who became the first uh, country in the country world in to the eliminate world. unequal pay it's illegal actually yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. illegal it became illegal I think last month yeah I, I think that's wonderful and I think that it should be like that everywhere and that it sh- we shouldn't have to wait for 2019 or 2020 for that to happen in another country I think it should happen right now mm-hmm. um, you know my if, if it wasn't for my mother mm-hmm. who is uh, you know earning the, the bigger the bigger salary in my family mm-hmm. um, you know we, we probably wouldn't wouldn't be in, in such a nice place and um, 
I'm, I'm she works for she works for a European institution and I do mm-hmm. not know if there is a if there is a salary gap there but I presume that there isn't being a, a, an official European institution mm. but I really feel that uh, misogyny is still out there uh, sexism is still out there and of I course. think it should be I'm definitely just yeah. to be clear I'm not saying that there isn't <laughs> no no but I'm saying and and uh, I think it should be eradicated as soon as possible and I also feel that it should be on the same level as racism, for example. I mean, when people hear the word racism, everyone's like, oh, what's happening? You Mm -hmm. know, and rightly so. Um, But I think that people are underestimating the gravity or have underestimated the gravity of uh, unequal pay and unequal treatment for for women in general. So that's my two pence worth on that. Okay. I, I, I remember a few years back in Poland, there was a, they were trying to, to introduce a law against violence uh, against women um, because there is definitely a problem in Poland around that. <laughs> there, was, there was a Ministry of Social Affairs mm-hmm. who said publicly, publicly said that pro- Poland has less of a problem than Sweden. Okay. Because Why? because she based that on hard numbers, but the hard numbers did not take into consideration that the percentage of reports reports reported in, abuse in Sweden are just like let's say I don't remember but let's say are 80% whereas in Poland it's let's say 3%. Yeah. So yeah. the number you have to the you would have to multiply the number by a substantial number to actually get the actual number of the actual violence figures against of women. abuse yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's yeah. a it's a big problem for sure yeah um, by the way I checked there is International Men's Day on nineteenth of November ah okay yeah oh yes okay yeah and it, it, short shortly after I think there's um, testicular cancer or whatever it, day whatever it is is it a blue what is it called blue months or blue the blue day you know that you know movember Mo- right yeah this is so, but movember is is an initiative that was done for was it either prostate cancer prostate or prostate cancer oh, okay. i think i thought yeah. it was prostate or testicular cancer one of the two yeah okay well i mean it's it's good to see that there's a day for both sexes i guess yeah once a year okay um i just have <laughs> one funny thing uh, your face <laughs> except that okay so i have two funny things then. okay um <laughs> I, I read about the woman who left her car on the parking and on on her parking spot in front of her house mm-hmm. and she was fined $100 by the owners homeowners association who takes care of the surrounding I think it was in the states and the fine was because after she left her car it was snowing and after she left her car because the the car was still warm, she left an an imprint of a penis on the snow. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> she did genius. A, she did appeal, and um, she she won the case. Of course, she did. so she didn't have to pay the hundred dollar fine. But can you imagine just someone deciding <laughs> oh <my God>. that? <laughs> I guess someone someone oh. must have called, or I don't know. But <laughs> Stop leaving penises on in the parking lot. Yeah. Okay, do you want to close with the last topic? 
Do you want to, yes, I do want to close with the last topic. And my last topic is plants. Okay. So I always slagged my mom for, you know, taking care of her plants at home. And, oh, can you please water them when I leave the house? And can you please do this to them and that to mm -hmm. that to them? And I was like, boring. <laughs> but since since I moved into, into my new apartment and um, on the advice of my girlfriend, I started to buy a few plants or well seeds of you know different herbs and whatnot mm -hmm. and i must say that right now i've planted basil i've planted sage coriander parsley mint and it's such a cool process and it adds uh, so more or less it's just herbs right uh herbs yeah, yeah. i also have a, a a calla lily and an orchid in the house mm -hmm. But it's really cool. And I, I, I never in a million years would have imagined myself, you know, mm -hmm. being, a, I don't know, as we say in Italian, a polycevere, a green thumb guy. Mm -hmm. And oh, oh, another cool thing. We, we took uh, seeds from a lemon and we peeled them and we had them germinate. I think that's the, the term, I think. No clue. Yeah. But I understand or what sprout, it means. whatever. Mm -hmm. And we planted them. And now we have six mini lemon trees outside. Yeah, that's really cool. Which is really, really cool. And I don't know, it just, it adds a completely different dimension to your apartment. You learn something, um, you learn to have a bit of consistency in taking care of something and making mm -hmm. sure it doesn't die. And uh, it has a completely calming effect on you. One thing that I want to do is I want to buy an aloe, aloe vera plant because mm -hmm. it's meant to really improve the quality of the oxygen in your apartment. Mm -hmm. And it's really cool to get back in touch with nature as well, even mm -hmm. in your own apartment. You kind of forget that, you know, things are living and growing and dying with the seasons. And uh, it's really cool. And plus, I'm sick of spending two francs for uh, a small packet of basil every mm, yeah. week. So yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to having a, a, a nice few plants of basil. Yeah. My my mom is also a plant person and okay. she's always been in, I don't know, somehow plants just grow like crazy around her. Yeah. Um, I've, I've never been this person, but two years ago, I actually bought a few pots for the, for the balcony. For your weed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pots for the pot. Pots for the pot. And um, yeah, I bought a few, a few plants. I did the same <clears throat> last year. What I have to say is I'm just still not great at maintaining <laughs> those plants. Sorry, <laughs> didn't mean to kill you. Yeah, but I, I fully agree. The, the fact, I mean, if you cook and you do, you cook, I cook, we, we both cook. Are you trying to, uh, I cook, you cook, we cook, he yeah. cooks, they cook? Yeah, so we, we both cook, so I, I think it's very easy to appreciate the fact that you have really super fresh herbs, uh, ready. Super mega hyper fresh herbs. Exactly, ready ready to, to use uh, at your hand. Yeah. That's really, that's really helpful. Yeah, I agree. But also, I, I agree that it just makes, I don't know, it... it it's it's really cool to have plants around i agree yeah i i can't put my finger on it but it, all i can say is that it just improves the mood of the apartment i don't know mm -hmm. and um I'm, I'm planning on maybe having a, a bonsai sometime down the road when i've learned not to kill mm. plants and herbs yeah uh, you better not kill bonsai no no exactly <laughs> <laughs> so okay i i i want just last topic Last topic? Yeah, okay. very easy one, very quick one. Okay. It's a, it's a simple question. Okay. There is no... There is no uh, right or wrong answer. There is no right or wrong, definitely. I just... What do you do with the pictures you take? 
Because everyone takes a lot of pictures now, I'm sure you do as well. Um, what do I do with the pictures I take? Okay, so I bought a uh, Polaroid Snappy last year. Mm-hmm. And just for the pleasure of having printed mm-hmm. photos again, because we kind of lost that in, this, in the past 15 years, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. So, so I really enjoy that. So on the back of that, I went to quite recently to print a few photos that I had taken with my phone. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> aside from, from, you know, a few photos that I really wanted to put up or to print, I don't do anything with them. I've, I've deleted the Facebook and Instagram apps from my phone. Mm-hmm. My accounts are still active, but I, I don't use them. Uh, only when I'm on my laptop, but very rarely. Mm-hmm. And I guess that this has uh, driven the number of photos that I take. It has driven it down. Mm-hmm. So That's sad. Uh, well, I don't know if it's sad or not. For I, me, uh, for me, okay. for me, it's sad. Okay, fair enough. I think that there's um, a lot that we can take pictures of, but I don't necessarily go out with my phone wanting to take, mm-hmm. you know, a good picture. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's not if, about If there is a cool, that. if there is, a, if I'm on holidays, if there is mm-hmm. a cool sunset or something new, I will take a picture and I will keep it. Mm-hmm. I'll keep it on my phone and sometimes I will print it. Okay. But otherwise, I, I take screenshots, I take photos that I think are funny, and I forward them on to my friends, mm-hmm. and that's it. Okay, that's interesting. No, just I was just asking because um, I have to say, you know that I'm passionate about photography. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm completely fed up with Instagram, I have to say. I'm completely fed up. I, yeah. I just had enough mm-hmm. of it. It's just it become, I, it's, for me, it's become a place where people say, I'm winning, when they're really not. It's it's that yes, but the I just I just think that photography loses its loses loses is losing its value. Its charm, charm as well, but its value, actual value. I'm I actually appreciate people take a lot of pictures of everything they they do, they see, and wherever they go because it's it's a it's a document. It sure. is a document. Yeah, you're documenting your experience. And uh, in the past, it was just not possible. Now everyone has a has a pretty good camera in their pockets, which is great because they can document everything that is happening, and it is, that is cool. But the, the thing is that it's not the photography that I really like. That is why I'm fed up with Instagram, and I just want to move myself into more printing, printing more pictures. That's what I. That's what. That's why I asked if, because obviously I cannot. I cannot see many people printing their pictures anymore i think the large availability of anything Mm -hmm. makes its value depreciate sure generally speaking right so so photography as you rightly point out is a way to document your experience in the present so that you so that you can remember it or at least it was born with with the intent of i want to immortalize a moment in time Mm -hmm. And have it for the rest of my life. Yeah, it's also art. So people take art and it's art also photography art. as yeah. well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but now because it's it's so readily available and people mm-hmm. can do can basically take a picture whenever they want because with their phones. Yeah. People have come to I think not live as much in the present 
Um, but they live more through the pictures that they create. So you can see it in concerts, for instance, no? Yes, absolutely. So people would rather than watching the concert, they would rather record and post and Mm -hmm. say, Hey, I'm here. Hey, I'm doing this. And then how, you know, we've already been through this topic on our, I think it was in our first or second episode, um, on, you know, social media, Instagram, Mm -hmm. whatnot, but I, I think it's still obviously still current and people are like, Hey, I'm here. I'm doing this. Give me a like. Yeah. And they're not appreciating the value of the moment that they're living. So going to a concert might turn out to be the motivation for someone going to a concert might turn out to be, okay, I like the artist, but also I, because the artist is so big, I want to show that I have exclusivity because I have access to the tickets. Mm -hmm. I want to show after that, that I had the best tickets. I want to show that I was having all the fun. Mm -hmm. I want to show I was dressed, you know, in a really cool way. Mm -hmm. And I want to show that my experience in that moment was great. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, how are you living your life? I'm having a great moment. Which from a, from a, you know, from a, from a document, documentary perspective, I really appreciate it because it's going to be a document of our times and the best document. No one's going to be able to go through all all those pictures, but no, but the point is there, there, the point is that people didn't used to take pictures so that they could show all their guests and all their friends, you know, mm-hmm. um, these pictures. So let's think of our parents. They, you, everyone at home has, you know, photo albums of when they were kids, et cetera, course, et cetera, yeah. right? But it's not as if they're all plastered on all the walls and it's not as if, you, you know, uh, our parents went, went out with the photo albums showing all their friends. Mm-hmm. But that's what's happening right now. People are creating photo album after photo album after photo album and saying, hey, look at me, please like me. Yeah. And that just completely takes away from... But I think in the past, people were doing exactly the same. There was just no technology to to share it immediately. You don't think that many photo albums and families will... Everyone, when you have guests over, say, oh, we went on holiday, have a look here. But that was something new. Mm-hmm. It was it was a different uh, time where let's say I went to holiday I don't know to Timbuktu and you had never been there and I would show you yeah and you'd say oh super cool super interesting but now you can go to Google but, Street View <laughs> exactly so back then it was a novelty back yeah. then it was exploring yeah. and back then you couldn't take the same picture ten thousand times you know it was one picture yes. done but on this particular topic I would say that I've I've taken tons of pictures, thousands, tens of thousands, or even hundreds of thousands. And I do not come back to them in a digital way at all. Like at all, really. I don't look back at, at pictures except those that I that I um, have on my website. But we printed out a photo album of the trip to China last year. And I do come back to that very often. Yeah. And that would be just my message to anyone who's listening, so our moms. <laughs> Please print pictures. Even if it's ten a year, but I don't I don't care. Yeah. If, even if it's one year just print please print pictures because they assume a completely different uh, value i think 
it's even if it's taken by a digital camera and you just print it out the printout is just something physical and it's like it, it's a bit like with vinyl uh, discs mm-hmm. some people say that it's uh, you know a, a warmer sound and stuff but I think it's just a physical contact with the yeah. with the actual thing yeah. that you're listening to yeah and that would be my message just print pictures no matter how many it is per year I fully support that cool what's your movie or song that you would recommend um uh i wanted to i i I noted down um a song to recommend the the title of the song is says s-a-i-y-s s-a-y-s like he says and the 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 artist is niels from F- Do not know that. F R A H M. Okay. I really like this song. And I will recommend a movie. Mm-hmm. And um, the movie is The Usual Suspects. The Usual Suspects. Yes. I know this title. Yes. Kaiser Soge. It's with mm. Kevin Spacey um, and a few others. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I might have seen it because the the, it suspects. rings a bell. Yeah. I think it's uh, Kevin Spacey, Benicio del Toro, and uh, some other very famous actors. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. But I would highly recommend that. Cool. If I was to recommend the movie, it would be probably the a series that really shook my world a bit. Is it's called it's on Netflix. It's called Thirteen of November, and it's about the terrorist attacks in Paris in 2015. It's okay. absolutely mind blowing. Yeah, absolutely mind blowing. I started watching it, but I, I had to stop. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, <clears throat> Re- really difficult to watch because it's uh, it's nerve wracking. Yeah, for sure. But it's it's an important one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so shall we close for today? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thanks a lot for listening, mom. Yeah. Thanks, mom. <laughs> Okay, see you next time. See you next time, guys.